Welcome to The Daily Diagnosis, a healthy lifestyle podcast provided by Ogden Clinic. We're your prescription for health-centered conversation, stories, and advice. Hosted by myself, Parker Shaw, and featuring the talented providers of Ogden Clinic, you'll reach a positive prognosis for your podcast addiction by listening to The Daily Diagnosis. All right, everybody, welcome back to The Daily Diagnosis. It's been a few weeks since we've had an episode, but we're really excited. We're calling this season two of The Daily Diagnosis, and we have quite a few guests on the episode today, which I'm excited to introduce. Um, Let's just go around the circle and introduce ourselves. Let's start with you, Scott. Uh, I'm Scott. I'm a designer here. Perfect. And then I'm April. I'm also on Ogden Clinic's marketing team. Yes. So Scott and April have both been on the podcast before. We're excited to have them both joining today. Um, We also have another guest. We have Dr. Howden. And Dr. Howden, I'm just going to let you introduce yourself for our audience. Okay. I'm Dr. Timothy Howden. Uh, I'm an anesthesiologist that specializes in pain management. Uh, My specialty is in back and neck pain. Um, And I'm associated with Utah Spine Care, which is associated with Ogden Clinic. Awesome. Perfect. And just for our audience sake and just for us to get to know you a little bit, tell us a little bit about your, your background, where, where you grew up, uh, your hobbies. What, what, tell us about you. Well, I, I grew up in Wisconsin. Uh, I grew up skiing in Michigan, uh, and that's what brought me to Utah was skiing. Oh, I used uh, I used my anesthesia residency as an excuse to come skiing. Yeah, <laughs> double <man>. dip. <laughs> so that's how I ended up in Utah. Was uh, I did my residency at the University of Utah doing anesthesia. I uh, wasn't completely happy with anesthesia, and I had a, a very large interest in pain management. So I did a sub sub fellowship in pain management at the University of Utah, and mo- most of my career involves. Uh, pain and spinal interventions. Perfect. So you're a big skier. Sounds like where do you like to ski at? Uh, I'm one of those people that follow the snow. So it depends on where the snow lands. Okay. And then I, I get up in the morning and I go to where the, the snow is. So I have, I ski often at Snowbird in Alta, uh-huh. Snow Basin, um, and then occasionally up in Park City. Okay, cool. So you like the powder, it sounds like. I prefer the powder. Powder junkie. That's awesome. Uh, so tell us about your family. So I, I moved to Utah as a bachelor, fell in love with the mountains, and I fell in love with a woman from Bountiful, uh, and therefore I made Utah my home. I have two children, uh, 18 and 16, and they go to school here in Utah, um, and they're teenagers, so uh, what else can you say? They're teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fun time of life. Yeah, for sure. So Dr. Howden is part of Utah Spine Care, which is a new acquisition for Ogden Clinic. And Utah Spine Care actually brings some really cool stuff that we haven't had here before. Can you talk to us, Dr. Howden, about what Utah Spine Care brings to Ogden Clinic? So Utah Spine Care is a a specialty group uh, that is multidisciplinary. What that means is we have um, neurosurgeons, surgeons, uh, an anesthesiologist like myself that does interventional uh, injections. We have we work with physical therapists. We work with um, uh, social workers and psychologists uh, and um, uh, physical medicine rehab physicians. It's a multidisciplinary group. So when somebody comes to Utah Spine Care, uh, they'll get evaluated and they get they get pushed right into the right spot at the right time. So it's it's a group treatment rather than just an individual physician. So there's advantages as sometimes people can get 
uh, seen by the right person right away. Sometimes we have to take a while to figure out what their exact problem is and how we can help them the most. That's awesome. And then Utah Spine has two locations, right? So Utah Spine is located, one office is in McKady Hospital, and another one is out on Antelope Drive in Layton. Um, And then are you practicing at both locations, or are you over at McKay? I'm mostly at McKay. Okay. Uh, We can all be at multiple locations, but I I predominantly at McKady Hospital. Awesome. That's awesome. How long have you been in practice then, um, doing like anesthesia and your pain specialty? So uh, I've been doing pain management since 1993. I did my fellowship uh, in 1992, 93, and that was a sub-fellowship at the University of Utah. Uh, When I came to McKady Hospital, I came in as an OB anesthesiologist that specialized in spinal injections as an OB anesthesiologist, but I knew uh, I was going to start a pain clinic. I started the first uh, acute pain service at McKady Hospital in 1994, and later in that year, uh, I started the first chronic pain clinic at McKady Hospital, and since then, it's grown into, uh, especially in spine, and it's grown into Utah Spine Care. Awesome. That's fantastic. So, Dr. Howden, I'm just curious, uh, what brought you to pain management, because that's such a, a special area. What drew you to that? So originally I was doing emergency medicine and internal medicine at Hennepin County in Minneapolis, and I was just not happy with, with that environment. Um, I did a lot of in, uh, intensive care unit stuff, and uh, a mentor of mine said, you should look at anesthesia. And so I, I decided to go to try out anesthesia. I liked it. I moved to Utah to do anesthesia. And as I was doing the anesthesia uh, residency, I found myself attracted to uh, some of the pain management issues that were going on at the time. So I decided to get more involved with pain management as uh, my grandmother uh, was uh, very ill, dying of cancer, and and her pain was poorly controlled. And that's when I took an interest in trying to do more than and and take on a bigger role in pain management. Awesome. That's That's really cool. I think, you know, there's like that personal connection to the medicine as well. I think that that makes you a good a good doctor, you know, when you, you get to experience sometimes it for the first time firsthand and hopefully make a difference that way in other yeah, people's really lives. Touching. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, everybody's dealt with that on some level, but the fact that you get to actually do something about and it and not feel helpless. Better, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. That's really Dr. Cool. Howden being a leader in pain management, I'm sure that involves you in a variety of leadership roles. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your experiences? Well, so I was, as I stated earlier, I was the one that originally started the acute pain service at McKady Hospital. And then we started the first chronic pain service uh, at McKady Hospital. And that went, that, some of that went system-wide inside of Intermountain Healthcare. In about 2004, 2005, I was approached by Intermountain Healthcare to uh, help with their pain management. And I eventually became their medical director of pain services uh, up until uh, July of this year. Um, I've also been involved in Utah Medical Association and, and several pain management issues. Uh, I've been the president of the Utah Academy of Pain Medicine, uh, and now I am the past president of the Utah Academy of Pain Medicine. I'm also a master level and um, a ma- excuse me a master level instructor for Spinal Intervention Society. 
which is funny. It used to be called International Spinal Injection Society, and the, it was called ISIS. Um, <laughs> and, oh, no. And we had the term ISIS before ISIS did, but oh, we had to change our name to Spinal Intervention Society. Uh, but I am uh, I'm in charge of, of uh, what's called the um, – uh, evaluating the educators to make sure that everybody's educating at high quality levels. Right. What Spinal Interjection Society, is, Spinal Intervention Society, uh, is uh, is about um, teaching physicians how to most effectively do the spinal interventions safely, effectively, and do the right thing f- um, for the right diagnosis. That's really cool. So, Sounds like you're stay busy. Guys. I know. Yeah, I'm like he, he does not sleep. That's awesome. You literally didn't sleep last night, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was on call last night for uh, OB anesthesia, awesome. so I'm a little bit tired today. <laughs> uh, we wouldn't even know. You're super sharp. Mm-hmm. Well, that kind of leads us into our topic for today. So kind of speaking with Dr. Haddon before we came on the podcast, one thing that we thought would be interesting to learn a little bit about about our different treatment, pain treatments. And one of them that we wanted to talk about that is kind of new to all of us on the marketing team is something called radiofrequency ablation or RFA as we'll kind of refer to it as a podcast. So Dr. Howden, in simple, simple terms, what is RFA? So it's radiofrequency ablation and radiofrequency is basically a cauterization. It's a form of energy using radiofrequency energy to heat up tissue and burn tissue and, and kill tissue. Um, it's similar to laser or other types of energies uh, that we use in the medical field. Radiofrequency ablation, sometimes called uh, radiofrequency neurotomy, radiofrequency rhizotomy, uh, but most appropriately called radiofrequency ablation, is a procedure where once we diagnose the patient uh, where the pain is coming from, then we can go in and, and kill the little tiny nerves that um, go to that joint or to that area so that the pain resolves or, or uh, lessens significantly. Uh, this is done uh, for, at first with uh, a, a physical examination where we try to identify the most likely source of the patient's pain, and then we identify exactly where the pain is coming from by first doing some test uh, injections where we numb up the nerves, and if that takes the patient's pain away or significantly reduces their pain, then we know they're a candidate for the ablation. Uh, and, um, and then usually the ablation will last for about anywhere between eight months to two years. I've seen three, four years, but most often it's right around about a year that it lasts before wow. the news, nerves regenerate. That's, That's crazy. Incredible. I would have think it would only last like a month or two. Yeah, That's really two. cool. So kind of like just kind of diving into that process a little bit, is it like something that's done like with like obviously some sort of machine? Is it just like targeted on the part of the body that needs the pain reduction? Like or how is kind of describe the process to me? So generally a patient comes in. This is a patient most often with chronic back or neck pain or chronic whiplash pain that causes either headaches or neck pain uh, or low back pain. Uh, there are some other areas of the body that we can also do it on. Then uh, we can do it for knee pain as well. And the patient will come after they've been identified as having chronic ongoing pains. So, for example, say low back pain. They'll come in, we'll evaluate them. Usually we want to make sure they've had a full um, therapy sessions prior to this with physical therapy and all the other conservative measures prior to 
pursuing um, interventions like the radiofrequency ablation. Uh, once we identify what we think is causing the pain by using uh, imaging such as MRIs and physical exam, then we numb up the nerves uh, under x-ray vision, the fluoroscope, and when we numb up those nerves, if the patient's pain is significantly reduced, then uh, we will discuss the radiofrequency rhizotomy okay. or radiofrequency ablation procedure with them. That's really cool. So, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. You mentioned that this could last up to a year before the nerves start yeah. growing back. Is this something that they can come back every year and keep doing? Yeah, most patients do return on a regular basis. Um, this is well accepted uh, by the insurance companies uh, where they can return for a repeat procedure. This is an incredible yeah. fix. Yeah, I didn't know it was and quite that extreme. And is this an in-office, like pretty minimally invasive? So it, it's, it is an in-office procedure. Um, it is... Um, done with basically small, tiny needles, okay. um, and then we have a computer that's hooked up to the radiofrequency machine. We place it in under fluoroscopic guidance or x-ray vision, and we place needles in a safe uh, uh, place, and then we test the needles before we burn, and then we proceed ahead with the burning of the nerves. Okay. That's really cool. So after the patients receive that sort of treatment, is it something that they can bounce back? pretty quickly from, or is there some downtime associated with having this kind of treatment? Uh, every patient and every time is different. Sometimes they'll get a flare of pain where their pain is worse. Uh, they can get a little neuritis for a few weeks where they have some some discomfort. Most often it's just sore for a few days and then they're, they're right back to their normal routine. Um, some people go back to the normal routine the very next day. Uh, some people get a flare of pain, and then the next, it's a little bit different each time, um, and the duration of pain relief is a little bit different each time. Interesting. So have you been able to see how like radio frequency ablation has been able to change people's lives? Yeah, I, I see this on a regular basis. I have patients that come in and, and say, wow, I'm able to golf again. I'm able to ski again. I'm able to go back to work. Um, and a lot, I've had patients that we've been able to take off of opioids because we were able to identify that their pain generator was something that we could denervate and they were able to reduce their opioids significantly. Wow. Do you ever find that patients feel immediately better after RFA? Uh, yes. Sometimes it, it, they get up off the table and they don't have a flare of pain. That's most awesome. often, most wow. often, <laughs> it's like yeah. a miracle fix. Yeah, most often they get a flare of pain. I mean, we are, you know, sticking a needle in there and, and there's some bruising going on. So most mm-hmm. often there's a little, a little pain for a few days, uh, sometimes even, a few weeks. Even pain for a few days for a year of, of feeling they, better. That's yeah. worth they, it. They all come back. Yeah, <laughs> I would imagine. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm assuming like RFA is, is safe if people can get repeat procedures done and. That's a big question that I saw online, like when kind of studying about it. It's like, is it safe? And I was like, I'm sure it is, but... You, you just want to make sure you go to somebody that does it on a regular basis, that is proficient at it, has been trained well at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, the it, there, you know, obviously complications can occur anywhere in medicine. If, if the procedure is performed under fluoroscopic guidance and the, with good needle placement, with very safe technique, the, the procedure is very safe. That's awesome. As far as the procedure itself, I'm sure you've got people, you've got prep work and stuff um, while they're in the office, but how long does this take? So uh, the average situation is the patient, the first time we identify them after we've tried conservative therapy is we'll do the two test blocks um, 
and those take five to ten minutes. Of course, it's a doctor's office, so they got to wait twenty minutes mm -hmm. before they get that mm -hmm. ten minute procedure. Uh, and then uh, when they come in for the rhizotomy, uh, it's approximately thirty to forty minutes. Not too bad. It's a little bit less than that actually during the procedure, but the prep time, getting them ready. Mm -hmm. So Dr. Howden, you talked about how this helps pain, and you also mentioned headaches. How does RFA help people that get those headaches? So headaches can be from a multitude, multitude of different uh, pain generators. It can be migraine headaches, it can be vascular headaches, it can be um, multiple sources, but it often it also can be from the neck. It can come from arthritis in the neck, can cause what's called cervical genic headache. A whiplash, when you have a headache or neck pain following a car accident or a whiplash situation, uh, and it's been about six months and you're still having those pains, 60% of the time it's coming from the arthritis in the neck, and that can be treated with rhizotomy. Interesting. So this sounds like, like pretty advanced stuff. Has it been around for a little while? So it originated uh, mostly in Europe. Uh, and when I did my uh, sub-fellowship at the University of Utah, it really was not even on our radar back then. It was when I finished the, the fellowship at the University of Utah, um, I, I, a friend of mine introduced me to it, and we went and we saw it being done at other places in the country. And I was one of the very first ones in Utah to start the, the procedure here at McCady Hospital. That's really cool. That's so cool. So it's cool knowing that we, you know, like here at Ogden Clinic, I guess I'm, this is kind of like a shameless plug, but just like having somebody so seasoned in, in pain management and back pain, we're, we're really lucky, lucky to have you. Definitely. <laughs> Absolutely. And so we're really so grateful that you've been able to be, be on the podcast today, Dr. Howden, to talk about RFA. And for more information about radio, uh, radiofrequency ablation or Dr. Howden or Utah Spine Care at Ogden Clinic, visit us at ogdenclinic.com. And for everybody who has tuned in today, thank you for listening to The, the Daily, Daily Diagnosis. Diagnosis. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of The Daily Diagnosis. We're so happy that you joined us today. If you would like to find more information about Ogden Clinic, our providers, or locations, visit us at ogdenclinic.com. If you're listening today from Apple Podcasts app, make sure you leave us a review or subscribe so you can receive more information about the different episodes that we post. We love getting feedback from our audience, so those reviews are priceless to us. If you also would like to shout us out on social media, our Instagram handle is at Ogden Clinic. You can also send us a DM if there's a topic that you would like our providers to cover, and we really look forward to hearing from you. We post episodes weekly, so tune in next week, and we can't wait to be with you again. Have a great week.